Welcome to this edition of the Alabama Historical Association's podcast program. I'm your host, Marty Olaf, and I talk with people who conduct interesting research and do interesting things concerning Alabama history. You can find out more about the Alabama Historical Association, a membership organization devoted to Alabama history, by pointing your browser at our website, www.alabamahistory.net. Our guest today is Rebecca Mender, digital media editor for Alabama Heritage Magazine. Alabama Heritage won the Alabama Historical Association's 2018 Digital History Award for Large Projects. Rebecca joined us in Episode 20 to discuss Alabama Heritage's 30th anniversary. Congratulations to Alabama Heritage and to you, Rebecca. Oh, thank you so much, Marty Olaf. We really appreciate the honor. The awards committee doesn't spill the beans, you might say, about why it makes any particular award, so please tell us about Alabama Heritage's digital projects and presence. Sure. Alabama Heritage, as most of your listeners know, we are a quarterly print magazine, and we've had a couple of opportunities where we could try to reach new audiences through digital media. One of the first goals that we had set before ourselves was to digitize all of our back issues. We have customers who love to buy our back issues, but some of them are out of print, especially the ones from our inaugural year in 1986. So we decided to digitize those so we can have the features available in a format that anyone could access from all over the world. A second thing that we wanted to do is because we are a quarterly, you don't want to have your website to remain stagnant. So we just try to create new and fresh content that we can put on our website that we call bonus materials. We have lots of things that supplement what is in the print magazine but can draw our readers into the website to find new and interesting stories to tell. And so these are just different ways that we can actually reach a broader audience as well as providing supplemental information to our current readership. You all have a pretty robust social media presence. Tell us about that, too. As a lot of companies do, we started a Facebook page. When I first started working here in 2012, we had, I think, about 140 fans of our Facebook page. So I try to work really hard at growing that presence. Just this year, we've reached more than 13,000 Facebook fans. And I think one of the ways that we were able to be so successful on that particular platform is the community engagement. They call it social media for a reason. You want to be social with people. So when we create a post and we put it on social media, we also fully engage with our readers. So if someone comes and shares a post or makes a comment on our post, then we want to engage with them so that way that they know we're actual people here and we're just not robots posting on social media. But we do try to have conversations and engage with the people on social media, and I think that's really helped to build the trust that people have with us on Facebook. We've also created a page on Twitter, and so we tweet, especially when we're attending conferences. We like to live tweet 
Some of our Facebook posts will feed into Twitter, but we also like to create fresh content just for that platform. We have quite a few followers there as well, but we don't leave anybody out. We like to post things on Instagram. That's yet a different audience. We also have a Pinterest page. We found that the community on Pinterest really has engaged with the photography that we use in our magazine. The designer of our magazine is also our main photographer, and so we post a lot of his photographs on Pinterest. We've been able to build quite an audience there. It's been really robust with our social media. Each audience, I think, has a different tone to it, and they're all looking for different things. So it takes a little time to be able to determine how you want to communicate with that particular audience, depending on which platform that you're using. We try to keep busy with Facebook and Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram. We have a YouTube channel with a few videos on there as well. We can't leave out Google+. We've been using Google+, to post some of our special blog posts. There's a lot of different areas that you can reach different customers and different readership to try and get the message out about this wonderful state and all the things that people need to know about our history. How can people get in touch with you on these various social media platforms? Well, we try to get people to go straight to our website, which is alabamaheritage.com, and there we have links to all of our social media, because on Facebook, we're listed as Alabama Heritage. On Twitter, it's also Alabama Heritage. So it's really easy just to be able to find us as Alabama Heritage under the other platforms as well. We'd like for you to go to our website, see what kind of new material we have there and some of the blogs that we have students who also write for us, and then you can go off to our different social media platforms through our website. And that website again? It's www.alabamaheritage.com. What else is going on with Alabama Heritage? We've been staying extremely busy with the bicentennial. We have two bicentennials especially that we have been involved with. As you know, the state is celebrating its bicentennial, and we have been working closely with the Bicentennial Commission on special editions of our print magazine, which also has been providing additional content for our website. We also, because we're based in Tuscaloosa, are involved with Tuscaloosa's bicentennial, they celebrate their bicentennial one day before the state does. So we've been really busy in working with both of these commissions, getting new, fresh content out about the state's history. We had a special edition of the magazine published last summer about Alabama becoming a territory. Next summer, we're going to have a second special edition about Alabama becoming a state. Then we are actually putting those two together, and we're going to create a book. So we'll have a good history of the state, you know, where we became a territory, then we became a state, and we'll have that available as well. And so we're using a lot of the research that we are finding to create those special issues to post material on our website as well. Who's going to be handling the book? The book is being published by New South Books in Montgomery, sponsored by the Alabama Tourism Department. 
We're really excited about that. We look forward to having that come out at the end of the year in, in December 2019, just in time for the Bicentennial. What have I missed that you'd like to talk about? Well, you know, it's been quite an honor this year for Alabama Heritage. Besides winning the Digital History Award at the Alabama Historical Association's annual meeting, we also were a finalist and received an honorable mention for a design award from the Folio Magazine Eddie Awards. So it was kind of exciting this year to receive a couple of awards. That's one of the things that we kind of pride ourselves in is that we work really hard to ensure that we have quality material that we publish. We have a fantastic designer who we work with, and we're a very small team. But we try really hard to produce quality work, and we always get compliments on things that people see in our magazine, things that they read, or just the contents, the quality of it. I personally am extremely proud to work here, and so it's really nice. So besides winning the Design Award and winning the Digital History Award, it's just really rewarding to hear people make wonderful comments about your publication each day. Well, you've alluded to the idea that you're not the only person there, and it's not a gigantic <laughs> bureaucracy. Who else are you working with? <laughs> no, we do have a really small team, and that's one of the things that I think we like is to try to keep our group small. Our editor-in-chief is Donna Cox-Baker. Donna has been with the magazine since about 2002. We also have associate editor Susan Reynolds, and then we have Sarah Martin, who handles our business team. Cindy Sanford is in charge of our circulation. So there really is just the five of us. And then we have our designer, Robin McDonald, who's been with us since, gosh, I think his first issue was the summer of 1991. So he's been with us for quite some time. Like I said, he's the designer, but also our chief photographer. He'll travel the state to take photographs of a lot of the articles that we're writing about. And then we also have Elizabeth Wade, who's a consulting editor. She helps try to keep us straight when it comes to copy editing and doing some of the fact-checking behind the articles. We are a really small team. We work really well together, and so far, so good. We've been pretty successful for the past 30-some-odd years, and we're hoping to keep going and see where it takes us. Well, you're obviously on the right track, having won the Digital History Award from AHA and also honorable mention at the Eddies. Congratulations to you and to Alabama Heritage and to the rest of your team for all of these awards. Thank you so much, Marty. I mean, it really is rewarding to come in each day to work for such a fabulous publication with a great group of people. As you probably know, we are published by the University of Alabama, UAB, as well as our state archives. We wouldn't be able to do anything without their support as well as the Friends of Alabama Heritage. We really just appreciate everyone who is so supportive of our magazine and allowing us to come in and just have so much fun every day doing our job. So we absolutely love it, and we truly appreciate all of the recognition we've been receiving thus far. Well, thank you, Rebecca Mender, Digital Media Editor for the Alabama Heritage Magazine, for taking time to talk with us today. Thank you so much, Marty, and you have a great day. 
Thank you for joining us today. This has been another edition of the Alabama Historical Association podcast program. Our music is the traditional tune, Whistle By, performed at city stages in 1996 by James Bryan and Carl Jones. It's provided courtesy of the Alabama Folklife Association, which you can find on the web at alabamafolklife.org.